Hey everybody, you tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky, Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. So yeah, today, today we're going to talk about stereotypes. Yeah, we love to hate them, love them, hate them. Yep, uh, stereotypes, you know, uh, overgeneralized beliefs uh, about people. Uh, they can be, uh, I think, you know, most of the time we think about stereotypes as associated with like minorities, but it, it's, it's, it's completely, the size of the group of people is completely irrelevant. It's, it's observations about uh, people in groups and what they do. So right off the bat, you know, there's something about stereotypes that is kind of inherent. Uh, stereotypes kind of just, they just pop up no matter what. As long as there's more than, you know, as long as there's a crowd, there can be a stereotype, even if those people have nothing to do with each other. It could be, it could be a group of six people that have absolutely never met before, that have, ne- that have, that have always, you know, that have never, that have never met. They just showed up for, for the annual uh, anonymous stereotype event. And uh, we could probably come up with something in about an hour about those people that's a stereotype. Like, oh, they, this group of people all, uh, this, this group of people all kind of locks their knees when they stand. What a bunch of dummies. You know what I mean? So, stereotype, sometimes it's a derogatory sort of term for people. You know, sometimes stereotypes are mean. Sometimes stereotypes are good. Sometimes stereotypes are neutral. But they're always around. It's pretty much inevitable. I, I just can't imagine a world without stereotypes. As long as there's a crowd, there's going to be a stereotype. That's my point. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about all stereotypes though, right? Because that'd be, oh, that'd be so obnoxious. Oh gosh. Talk about all stereotypes. We're going to talk about like what a stereotype is for a little bit more. And then we're going to talk about gay stereotypes. And we're not even going to talk about gay stereotypes. We're going to talk about mostly just lesbian stereotypes. Because you're listening to Matt about it. And this is hosted by Becky. And Becky, Becky's a big fat lesbian. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, you know. I'm going to talk about what's on my mind. So, lesbian stereotypes, way more on my mind than other types of stereotypes. If you want to talk about other types of stereotypes more in depth in your own personal experiences, uh, I, w- I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Uh, I will subscribe. I will like and I will subscribe. And I'll share it and I'll talk about it on my podcast. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Okay, moving on. So, stereotype. Stereotype. <laughs> We already talked about it. It's, uh, it's a, you know, it's a generalization about a group of people. Uh, so, I guess in a way you could pretty much divide stereotypes into two groups. Stereotypes that are positive and stereotypes that are negative. Uh, you could also divide it into two other groups. Um, uh depending on, you know, what perspective you want to take on it, you could divide them into uh, conscious and unconscious stereotypes as well. So let's talk about briefly 
the difference between a conscious and an unconscious stereotype. So a conscious and an unconscious stereotype would be like a stereotype that you consciously are like, this is, uh, for example, say you are a very smart Asian boy who's very good at math. You might say that it's stereotypical for Asians to be very smart and hardworking and good at math. Uh, an unconscious stereotype would be, for example, the fact that a lot of people just kind of assume that uh, video games is a boy's activity. And a lot of people just kind of assume that uh, the majority of people that play video games are, are boys, but it's actually like damn near 50-50. You know, um, we could talk about, oh, we got to talk about misogyny and stuff later. We could talk about how all feminine things are hated later, but today we're going to keep sticking to stereotypes, um, you know. Anti-woman stereotypes are all over the place. The fact that you know women are bad drivers, uh, you know, women being emotional, women being uh, irrational, women being—you know—there's a lot of stereotypes. Uh, you know, redhead, redheaded women, you know, have a stereotype about being like more sexually promiscuous than like non-redheaded women. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, like, makes no sense at all. And, uh, you know, all the sorts of nonsense. You know, stereotypes. If we're going to talk about stereotypes about women, when we go back, got to go back to witch trials times, go back to Salem. Ah, stereotypes about witches, you know, witches were disobedient women, you know, witches were strong, independent women, witches were, uh, you know, they'd have warts and they had, uh, you know, they would, they would just, uh, you know, come up with any sort of physical attribute to be able to incriminate a person that they wanted to incriminate. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the whole deal is that um, there's a variety of different types of stereotypes. And um, they're conscious and they're unconscious. So, you know, like my dad believes that women aren't as good at math as men are and he taught me that as a kid and I was so convinced of this that even though I had you know straight A's in math I signed myself up for math tutoring because I was convinced that I was struggling in math and my math tutor had to tell me that I wasn't in order for me to stop taking tutoring lessons, but, you know, um, and my mom refused to help me with math the whole time. My mom was, like, pretty good at math. She refused to help me with math the whole time, uh, because, uh, she told me that she can't do math. She can do math. My dad just tells all the women in the family that they can't do math. So we all got convinced that we can't do math. I mean, you know, I, it's, I, you could tell us that we're being stupid for listening to him, but it's hard to not listen to him when that's most of what it is. But anyway, so, you know, stereotypes, stereotypes, you can, you can laugh at them, you can, you can joke about them, you can discredit them. You can put too much emphasis on them. You can do any of any of it, but you can't 
say that they don't matter because they definitely have an impact on people's lives, especially the more negative stereotypes, especially uh, completely unwarranted stereotypes. You know, if somebody tells you that you have a disease that you don't have, you might get sick. You know, just being convinced of it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. So, uh, you know, a a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, For example, uh, you know, Irish people drink a lot. uh, Or, uh, you know, uh, a more inappropriate, a more racist one is uh, Native American people drink a lot. Um, things like that end up being self-fulfilling you know why are those stereotypes well because of you know history of oppression and a history of having something to drink about uh and then it becomes a stereotype and then whether or not uh things are going better or worse, they, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy continues. So stereotypes definitely have a lasting impact on everybody that they affect. Okay, so now we know, now we know a little bit about just like stereotypes. So there, you know, there are some good stereotypes too. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it, I, the only I just recently the stereotype about uh, black guys having big dicks seems to hold up based on uh, you know racism. Pretty much just it's pretty much just racism. So. Uh, you know, there was all sorts of crazy garbage that people used to do about uh, 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 black people having huge genitalia as like, you know, a white supremacy sort of argument. So, um, you know, it's just important to to take into consideration the origin of of the rumor you know what I mean uh, I definitely think that um, white people have just been searching for ways to make black people's bodies like other and uh, you know something other than something other than white bodies you know um the worst of the ideology, of course, talks about white people being superior, but um, it's just even what would be perceived as like a flattering stereotype still is end up ends up being hideous, you know. Um, so I think that for the most part we can say that a lot of stereotypes exist to be destructive but not all of them do and um, a lot of them are you know 
kind of reflective of the social times. That's the other thing that's really important to to bring up is that it's a it's a social construct. Like the the, the stereotype and a stereotype is is something that people made up to shit talk about other people. That's that's all it is. There's no point to a stereotype. It's not a helpful classification. It's not like a it's not a useful point of reference. Uh, none of these things. None of these things are true. Like, like if if there were no stereotypes, um, I can't say that our society would be so much worse off. I think we'd probably be without a lot of our best jokes. But um, again, I don't think they're the best jokes. I take that back. I don't think they're the best jokes at all. I think we'd be with a lo- we'd be without a lot of our best B-level jokes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I don't think the stereotypes are, 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 are super, uh, helpful, beneficial, productive. I don't think that, uh, anybody's life's getting changed thanks to their, uh, stereotype in a good way. But I would say that, uh, observationally, there are a lot of people that are getting very negatively affected by stereotypes. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I, I, I started off kind of, I don't know. I, I was doing a little bit of, doing a little bit of planning for this episode and I started off thinking like, oh, stereotypes are, are completely neutral. Stereotypes are like, you know, I shouldn't be, shouldn't be like a, shouldn't be a total triggered snowflake about stereotypes, but I don't know. I'm kind of mad about stereotypes. I think stereotypes are bullshit and, uh, they, they're pretty much only cruel, you know, I, I, there's somebody gets the shaft with almost every stereotype. Um, there are some that are neutral. There's some that are good, but the good ones still come with a shaft. So I, I just, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a double-edged sword with this. So let's get into it. Let's talk about old lesbian stereotypes first. Again, sorry about it. Not sorry about it. We're going to mostly, we're pretty much just talking about lesbian stereotypes today. Okay. So, the number one, this is, I think across the board, everybody's got to gotta say, historically, lesbians have been famous for U-hauling. It's a stereotype for us. Um, U-hauling is a, a way of describing uh, people that move in together way too fucking soon. Um, this, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm sure people will disagree with me. Um, I'm sure some caller will say, Becky, I 100% guarantee that you you hauled with your partner. And that's true. I kind of did. But... I'm going to go ahead and say that everybody U-Hauls nowadays because we fucking live in a housing crisis. So, um, yeah, everybody's U-Hauling with everybody. So I, 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 I just, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that the, the, the U-Hauling as a lesbian term is extinct. No longer applies to us because it fucking applies to everybody. And I think that's totally fair. So, uh, Another another older lesbian stereotype, uh, you know, butch femme. 
I know I'll probably get some some shit about bringing up Butch Femme as a stereotype, but uh, you know, listen to my listen to my Butch episode. Um, it both is and isn't a stereotype. It's also just an identity. It's just a way to live your life. I think that uh, undeniably it exists in heterosexual culture as a stereotype. So we can't say that it's not a stereotype because in in heteronormative culture, Butch Femme is a stereotype. And uh, I think that that's what makes a lot of modern queer people hate Butch Femme, um, which is understandable. But uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Butch Femme is imitation of straight people. I think that um, when I'm putting Butch Femme in the category of stereotypes, I'm talking about it within the context of a heteronormative understanding of, of Butch Femme. So, to to regular to regular people uh, who don't question every little bit of the fabric of society, you know, Butch Femme is a stereotype. To people that know the history of Butch Femme and don't give a fuck, or just don't give a fuck in general, Butch Femme is whatever you want it to be. More power to you. I love you so much. Please be. Please be so Butch Femme. Please do it. Forever. Long live Butch Femme. Okay. So, next old lesbian stereotype. It's gonna have to be, uh... It's gonna have to be that, uh... You know, lesbians are, like, masculine and mannish and, like, uh... Sports and, like, uh... Power tools and whiskey and softball and, uh... Uh woodworking and uh you know doing stuff with their hands yeah you know manly stuff um it's definitely an older stereotype for lesbians i think everybody knows at least one lesbian who is older who couldn't be less of this sort of person you know and that just goes to show what a disservice stereotypes do to people you know obviously um obviously you can't uh make a butch identity, a whole group of people's identity, just because of uh, some people's choices in that group. So I think that that the the old stereotype of lesbians being mannish and lesbians being masculine is definitely tied with inseparably uh, butch femme stereotype. And the negative connotations that go with being butch and or just butch phobia, you know. So I think that, um, you know, we can go ahead and cross the mannish lesbian stereotype off the list of legitimate things that we should be concerned with. Because it's just so short-sighted. It's so shallow. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know, man. I've just met enough really sexually aggressive femmes to... uh, to never assume that how you present yourself, you know, on the outside has anything to do with your goals on the inside. I just, you know, I mean, some of the some of the most sexually aggressive people I've ever met are super, super hyper feminine. So, um, uh, yeah, the stereotype that butch women are more sexually aggressive. I'm gonna go ahead to cross that off. Just totally bullshit stereotype that uh 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 lesbians are oh this is this is a good one uh 
butch lesbians just want to be men. That's my favorite. That they're that all butch lesbians are just like trans secret, just like closet trans people. You know, they're so trans they don't even know they're trans. I guess you know, like I guess if you're going by survivor logic, you know, they're they're so deceptive that they're even deceiving themselves. Um, again, the idea that trans people are deceptive is criminally insane and utter bullshit. And uh. Uh, yeah. So, my point is, stereotype that lesbians are just, you know, people that wish they were men is some nonsense. Uh, ask every femme ever. Also, um, ask every butch ever. They don't want to be men. The thing about wanting to be a man is that that would have to be something that you would prefer over being a woman which um to me is just insane i think being a woman is tfb like we get a lot of shit but like having this bod having this this pussy i wouldn't trade it for anything having a pussy is the fucking best that's it mic drop drop the mic but uh yeah okay so another another lesbian stereotype um we all wear plaid shirts again i don't think this applies to uh, modern lesbians whatsoever uh i don't know if you got the memo but hipsters are here and they all wear plaid they also all have short cute pixie cuts pixie cut is no longer a thing for for queer ladies it's fucking brutal out there for for queer lady how are you supposed to tell anybody you're queer if a pixie cut doesn't even do it anymore i tell you how are you supposed to know i'm gonna be honest too there are a lot of middle-aged ladies that uh have some of the dykiest haircuts i've ever seen in my whole fucking life especially down here in kentucky i don't know what's going on down here but i think i think katie lang fucking bought all the great clips in the south that's what i think or something i don't what i nothing can explain it rosie o'donnell maybe Where's Rosie O'Donnell live? I would assume the bitch lives in L.A. But I'm starting to suspect she lives down the street from me. And she's teaching everybody 40 and up how to style their hair. It's fucking terrifying. Everybody looks like a lesbian. If If you're 40, 45 and older in Kentucky, you goddamn look like a lesbian. And I'm not saying this is some sort of harsh generalization. I'm just saying this is a confused, confused dyke out here. I don't know what's what. It's like, I, you used to think if it, you know, if it looks like a chicken, if it clucks like a chicken, if it tastes like a chicken, it's duck. It's nonsense. So everybody out here is just like some sort of weird walking gay stereotype like they... They woodwork. They got flannel. They uh, joke to you about penises in a crude way. They drink whiskey like a motherfucker. And their hair 
Tells you everything you need to know. There's even a potential for mullet. Um, and then you're gonna tell me that they're married and that they've never had a same-sex fantasy in their lives? I fucking doubt it. But I'm confused. Because, you know, she seems to like her husband, but, like, look at her. And her name's Terry. And it's not just Terry. There's a lot more than just Terry. But I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what's what. It's like... <sighs> it just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so... You can't trust a plaid shirt and you can't trust a short haircut to save your life anymore. It's just anybody's game. Some wild west out there. So, um, you know, if anybody has some, you know, sure if I, I guess people hate that now. Is, is Gadar homophobic now? Do people think Gadar's homophobic? I think, I think Gadar might be homophobic. God help us. We can't even say gaydar. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for it to be homophobic, but like, you know, I guess the idea of being able to identify somebody as a homosexual based on the way that they present themselves is homophobic. But at the same time, didn't they find robots that identify people as gay? Didn't the art of AI, didn't AI tell, they could say, oh, we can tell by just pictures of people's faces that they're gay? All I'm going to say is that that really supports my theory that there's just a huge spectrum of gender and that your facial features can be androgynous and that might actually just be a representation of your sexuality. Like, I I know that that is that's such, a slipper, such a slippery slope. I don't really believe in a gay gene. I do believe in a huge variance of genders. And a huge variance of genders would also account for a huge variance of sexualities. But anyway, like I said, the real point of all this is that you can't trust a plaid shirt to save your life. Um, see other gay stereotypes. Um, oh, animal hoarding. That's the other thing about Kentucky. Fucking everybody down here has like 15 pets. Can't go anywhere without getting piled on by dogs. I like dogs. I like cats. I'm not complaining. All I'm saying is there's a lot of animal hoarders down here. And, uh, uh, that is a lesbian stereotype. So, to add to all of the existing confusion with the clothes, the hair, the whiskey, the woodworking, the fishing, the hiking, there's also all the goddamn pets. All right. So, Lesbians are notorious for having too many pets. I get it. I guess also we have to add Kentuckians to this list. I guess Kentuckians are also notorious for having way too many fucking pets. Um, I think that also undeniably millennials are just, you know, we're going to be known as pet people. You know why we're pet people? Because we're all fucking suicidal. Don't joke about suicide, but at the same time, you know, I mean, we got more debt. We got less hope than anybody ever and everything's on fire literally literally everything's on fire so like that's all i'm saying uh 
No wonder millennials have so many pets. No wonder millennials need lots of pets. The fucking world's on fire. So, let's talk about, we're going to talk about the stereotype about how lesbians are always hitting on straight ladies and uh, all the different implications of lesbians hitting on straight ladies. So, probably the, the lesbian stereotype that uh, bothers me the most and the one that I uh, ha- probably have to deal with the consequences the most um, <clears throat> is that, uh, you know, lesbians are predatory. That uh, lesbians are uh, trying to convert people. That lesbians, like, you know, prize straight ladies as, like, trophies and go after them, you know? Um... You know, when I was a teenager, there were no gay people around me that I knew. And I didn't know really that I was gay at all. And I didn't understand sexuality or relationships very well or whatsoever. And I, yeah, my first couple crushes were definitely on people that now identify as heterosexual and then identified as heterosexual. But I think it is you know, implicit that everyone identifies as heterosexual when they're a child because our society teaches you to identify as heterosexual as a child. So, you know, the first couple conversations that I had with women about sex and sexuality and my sex and my sexuality and my desire for sexual relations with women might have seemed predatory because I was just talking about it, pretty frank. And, you know, in our society, that's not, like, normal. If you go to church, you know, in my, my town, everybody went to church, everybody goes to church, everybody, everybody doesn't, everybody, nobody does the stuff like that. Nobody knows gay moms, nobody knows gay parents. There's no gay pastor. There's no gay, there's no GSA at my high school. Um, so, you know, and and I guess, I guess the reason that that stereotype bothers me so much is because I kind of feel personally, uh, compromised, so to speak, by that, uh, stereotype. I feel like it has, uh, damaged social interactions that didn't need to be damaged, um, and um, I can honestly say that um, outside of outside of asking somebody out or asking so- outside of you know expressing interest in someone, I have never preyed upon anybody. Like Jesus fucking Christ, of course not. Um, but you know when somebody makes you feel that way, it's it's shitty. And it makes you kind of hypersensitive to uh, to hyper aware of yourself. It makes you very hyper aware of yourself, and it makes you hyper aware of uh, how you come across. And it sucks. And uh, in my experience, it makes me just not want to talk to straight women. I just don't really enjoy talking to straight women very much. I think they they're all. Uh, 
you know, ticking time bombs, in my opinion, a lot of ways. And I have some straight lady friends. Like, I have lots of women friends. And uh, the ones that don't think I'm trying to fuck them uh, would think that this is hilarious. You know, they would think that this is, you know, it's hilarious that anybody would think that I was trying to fuck them, you know, after they know me. Um, and I'm, you know, that's why I'm friends with those people, because they get it. But, uh, you know, I have so many, I have had so many interactions with straight women that assumed that I was predatory, that it has honestly just kind of spoiled, uh, my perspective, you know, and it's, it's tough for me because, you know, I identify as, as, as a, a pretty hardcore feminist and a lot of the arguments of these guys that are saying you know like uh everybody's just hypersensitive about everything and uh you know makes it hard to talk it makes it hard to to be yourself i have a hard time not sympathizing with those arguments because that's kind of how i feel in my own experience with 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 cisgendered heteronormative women like i feel like i can't say or do anything without them assuming that I'm trying to fuck them. Uh, and that's so obnoxious. Um, and it's super narcissistic. You know, it's like super self-aggrandizing and it's, it's very self-centered. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, like I said, you know, it's not everybody. But it's happened enough for me to be just kind of mad about it but um so I, I i i really resent the idea of uh gay people being predatory gay people being child predators it's obviously something that is just uh unbelievably terrible and false and completely not associated with what homosexuality is at all or queer culture queer culture does not encompass uh pedophilia and uh child pornography and stuff like that does not it just that's not no it doesn't or like bestiality this you know it's just completely unrelated and um, I don't, I don't, I don't often explain. I don't often explain that this is totally unrelated to us because I feel like it should go without saying. Um, but yeah, since since we're on the topic of of like bad stereotypes, bad connotations, you know, all the pedophilia, all the all the bestiality stuff, all that's just bullshit. It's not to do, it has, done, has nothing to do with, with queer people. It has nothing to do with the gay community. Um, it has everything to do with pedophiles and bestiality as separate entities from each other and as very, very separate entities from the gay community. When Kevin Spacey came out after his accusations, uh, he was being accused of having sex with underage boys. Um, and he was like, yes, I'm gay. And it was like, absolutely fucking not Kevin Spacey. Like, get out. I'm sorry. 
You can't, no. You just can't. You, that's unbelievable to, to do that to the gay community, to try to tarnish the gay community with your bullshit is just completely unacceptable. Um, so yeah, uh, the idea that lesbians are predators makes me mad because I have myself have some baggage about this. But that being said, there's totally there's totally dykes that love chasing after straight ladies. My theory is that it's all mostly just a rejection high. Do we, I feel like we all have that friend that just always uh, chases after people that are way out of his league? Do you uh, do? Can you picture this guy? It's always a guy. Um, picture that guy you knew in high school who was always chasing after somebody who was like one to two leagues out of his league. Yep. And if you're older now, you probably have some sort of frustrating memory of him successfully dating somebody that was way way out of his league so uh i think that says a lot i think it says that uh you know if you try you will probably score but also leagues are made up and uh ranking people up based off of their physical attractiveness is uh heterosexist but um so, uh, don't mind my cat chattering at this bird. Um, okay, so back to lesbians chasing after straight ladies. Lesbians chase after straight ladies also because sometimes it works. <laughs> um, yeah, so for every story that I have of a gay friend of mine hooking up with a straight lady where the straight lady just broke her heart and treated her like garbage, uh, I have like two stories of lesbians who started as friends who didn't know that they were lesbians who are now like, you know, fucking each other's brains out 24-7. Um, female sexuality, female friendship, female courtship is super complicated. I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, if you really, if you really want to put your mind through a blender for a bit, go to the Wikipedia page on, uh, Bonobos, 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 I don't know what they're called. Um, I'm no zoologist. Uh, humans are like super related to bonobos we're like way more related to bonobos than we are like chimpanzees um, and bonobos like fuck each other's brains out 24-7 and uh, females have tons of sex with each other as a way of you know resolving conflict this is one of my least favorite explanations of, of, of human homosexuality is a, a means of resolving conflict. And uh, there, I've, I saw an article recently about uh, lesbians, you know, bisexuality and women's 
fluid sexuality you know exists as a means of resolving conflict between male relationships you know what i mean uh so like uh if you know more than one woman wants to sleep with the same man then the women just sleep together and everybody calms down I, I I just don't I just I think that this is like such a man's explanation of this you know I don't I think we need to, I think we need way more female uh, bonobo researchers so I'm gonna say and also um, I'm gonna go ahead and point out that uh, multiple sexual partners for women from an orgasm standpoint just makes the most sense but that's another conversation for another day i'm so off topic i'm sorry i'm having so much whiskey with this episode um because this is about stereotypes so i thought i might as well just be the stereotype while i make the stereotype so what am i doing i'm sitting with my fucking short ass hair wearing a man's shirt with sweatpants drinking whiskey on my porch with my fucking cats that i adopted from the shelter uh am i an animal hoarder no can i guarantee that i will not be one no but right now i i have two cats and that's it they poop so fucking much I don't even, don't even, don't even offer me a third one. I will definitely say no, because I'm sorry. If the poop increases at the rate that the poop increased this last time, the whole fucking house is just going to smell like a big cat turd 24-7. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to cut this out. Okay. Another stereotype about lesbians is that uh, they always get murdered in TV shows and stuff. Yeah. The, they, they do. Any Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans out here? Uh, if you haven't watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, I recommend that you go do it. If you have not seen it and you're actually going to go do it and you're actually going to go watch the show right now and that this might actually be a spoiler, recommend you, uh, you know, cover your ears or something, pull out your headphones. Uh, when Tara dies, it's like the worst fucking thing ever. And I swear to God, I like lost faith in the show when that happened. Um, gay characters always end up being super disposable. Um, they don't make me feel so good. Nah. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel good at all. I don't like being disposable. Hey, you know, if you're, especially, especially so, like, black people are constantly getting murdered in uh, TV and film. You know, like, they're, they're super disposable as well. Uh, if you're a black gay woman in a TV show, I swear to God, it's like, you know... He's just like it's not even like a mur- it's not even like a murder movie. Like nobody else lies in the whole movie, but that lady might very well die for no fucking reason. She'll just get cancer in like the first ten minutes or some nonsense. It's you know, so um, you know, it's like Barb. You know, did Barb need to be so fucking cool? 
Did Barb need to have so much personality before she died in Stranger Things? Uh, it's debatable. You know, why'd you make me fall in love with Barb before you killed Barb uh, so soon? And, uh, and drug her corpse out for the whole rest of the fucking show? I mean, I was upset mm. about it. I was upset. So yeah, stop killing all the gay people in the movies. Stop killing all the black people in the movies. And stop killing all the barbs in the movies. Um, You know, in general, there's just way more gay men stereotypes being represented than gay women stereotypes. But, uh, you know, I mean, considering how I currently feel about stereotypes, I mean, I feel happy about it, so... You know, I'm at peace with this. If there's never another stereotype about lesbians, I'd be happy about it. Uh, you know, are, are stereotypes advertising? Are they? Does it increase visibility? I just think it increases the wrong kind of visibility, you know? Um, so I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that more stereotypes is ever a good thing. I would say that less stereotypes is, a, is an improvement. <clears throat> So let's talk. I wouldn't say that there are fewer stereotypes today. I would say that they've changed. I would say that stereotypes evolve with time. I would say the stereotypes seem to change, like based on the you know social culture. Wouldn't you agree? Then that just it just makes sense. Um, I would say that nowadays, just going to list off some observations I've made. Of modern lesbians. We're talking 2018 lesbianhood. What is that like? What are the stereotypes? Um, and the good and bad stuff about it. Kind of the same shit we just did about older stereotypes. Um, but except we're only talking about modern ones. So right off the bat, I'm going to say that the number one negative stereotype about the queer community. This definitely, it definitely existed uh, in the older generations, but um, in the older generations, it was demonized much more than it is now. Now it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a more hotly debated sort of thing, but it's uh, it's still pretty frowned upon. It's still not really uh, admired, I would say. And uh, unfortunately, if you're a gay person, you kind of just automatically get grouped as this. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and put this as non-monogamous stereotype it's a stereotype for gay people to be non-monogamous nowadays wouldn't you agree um dan savage comes to mind is a super outspoken lgbt activist who uh also pretty much recommends non-monogamy to everyone now he's he's tried monogamy with his his husband and uh, with good results. So I think he might have changed his tune a little bit about non-monogamy being the best version. Um, I'm sure if I interviewed him, he'd probably viciously tell me that it was never the, he never said it was the best version. But if you read, if you read a lot of the early articles, uh, especially in the, the printed collections of Savage Love articles, and if you listen to a lot of the earlier episodes of the podcast, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, that uh, the Dan Savage definitely 
used to recommend non-monogamy as a superior relationship model. Um, so that has now, for some reason, become a stereotype for all queer people. And I think gay men are mostly responsible for this. I'm not trying to point fingers at all because I don't think it's a bad thing to be non-monogamous at all. I don't think it's a bad thing to be non-monogamous whatsoever. Um, I think that the stereotype associated with it is ugly because that's what stereotypes do is they take something that is objectively true and turn it into like an ugly generalization that doesn't apply to everybody that not everybody wants. Um, So, you know, most of my gay friends are, are super, super monogamously minded. I'm the only one in my friend circle that uh, would really identify as uh, at least uh, in, in ideology uh, non-monogamous. In practice, I am monogamous with my partner, but uh, that's because of our agreement, you know. It's not because of, like, uh, my personal beliefs. Um, and I'm completely fine with it. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I think that there's this, that the stereotype of gay people being all, all being non-monogamous is totally untrue. And, uh, most gay people are just trying to find love and, uh, you know, that happy ending, same as any other person and uh, monogamy is kind of an assumed part of that deal so um yeah i'm gonna gonna go ahead and say that the the stereotype that that modern queer people are all non-monogamous and also the stereotype that modern straight people are all non-monogamous i'm gonna go ahead and say that that's all bullshit like millennials probably don't have uh the same relationships as uh people used to but uh, like duh remember all the debt and all the sadness and all the bullshit and it's really hard to have a crazy awesome sex life when you're fucking living at home with your parents so um yeah um i am very happily in a monogamous relationship so i just don't understand uh the stereotype um I think it's rooted in uh, the ugly stereotype that gay people are promiscuous and that gay people are more per- more promiscuous than straight people. Um, all the straight people I know are dirty, dirty whores who have terrible sex. So, um, yeah. Or they don't have sex at all. They're either like prudes or they have like lots of casual, very poor sex with people. So, um, I just, you know... I think you're all just jealous. Um, the next modern lesbian stereotype is definitely going to have to be uh, veganism. It's not modern. It's not modern for, for lesbians to be vegetarian and vegan. I'm going to go ahead and put vegan instead of vegetarian because uh, I think there's more vegans than there ever have been in the world. And uh, I also think it's... um you know a a bit of an extremist version of vegetarian uh 
I think vegetarianism is awesome and super morally righteous. And I also think that uh, being vegan in theory is morally righteous, but in practice, like, isn't. You know, a lot of the substitutions and the alternatives that I see a lot of vegan people eat are just not any more or less environmentally helpful than anything else. So, um, okay. Yeah, so it's old stereotype as well. The, the gay people are all vegan and vegetarian. I just think that there's, you know, kind of a, a natural uh, uh, heightened self-awareness that comes with being queer that leads to other epiphanies like um, political epiphanies that you might not otherwise have or... Um, uh, you know, dietary epiphanies that you may not otherwise have, or uh, social relationship epiphanies that you might not otherwise have. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, gay people do stupid shit all the time, so it's not like we're prophets. I'm just saying that it might explain why there are... It might explain why a lot of queer people are non-monogamous or vegan or educated or uh, you know gender fluid or blah 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 because they've already had to go through the catalyst that is realizing that they were homosexual and it really is a catalyst uh it changes your perspective it makes you realize that you're you know especially if you're just a just a white person if you realize that you're gay you now become part of a marginalized group that you would not really have been a part of so it, it just kind of makes you self-aware in a new way that um, uh, not everybody is forced to do. Um, but uh, let's see. Other modern lesbian stereotypes. I would say a modern lesbian stereotype is that lesbians are not a part of the gay rights movement and that we are uh, we don't go to pride and that we're we're not we're not uh we're, we don't have opinions we don't care and all we want to do is get married and have babies um i'm gonna go ahead and say that all these stereotypes are just from like gay guys that don't like women anyway sorry about it there are a lot of gay guys that fucking hate women you know everybody talks about how how lesbians hate men but nobody ever talks about how gay guys hate women i mean gay guys really hate really hate ladies um uh yeah i i you know obviously lesbians are are involved everywhere um the human rights campaign lawyer staff is like overwhelmingly female uh Also, the Trevor Project. Um, yeah, I guess... Um, I guess, in a way, none of the stereotypes have changed. I do think that they... they they're... they're uh, the, the amount of taboo associated with each stereotype changes over time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that... Uh, I don't think that the the stereotype necessarily shifts, but I would say that the focus on it does. Um, 
you know, for example, you know, gay people used to just be seen as promiscuous and, and, uh, you know, hypersexual and, uh, uh, now they're seen as, you know, polyamorous and, uh, non-monogamous and, uh, sexually fluid and all these different sorts of things that are kind of just like PC culture ways of saying the same stuff, but also like not at all. It's not at all the same. I'm more saying the way that some other people say it. Like obviously like polyamory is not, uh, it's not like an insult to anybody. I'm saying that, uh, uh, when people assume that you as a gay person are not really that committed to your partner because they assume that all gay people are now they say polyamorous instead of promiscuous you know it's the same sentiment that's what I'm trying to say I'm not trying to say that um, polyamory, polyamory and promiscuity are the same thing I understand that they are not the same thing what I'm trying to say is that uh The wordage that people use changes, but the meaning behind the saying doesn't. Um, so yeah, just something to, that's just something I think about. Um, uh, this was supposed to be way funnier. I had, I mean, that was the whole point of the whiskey. I think whiskey just kind of sucks. No, it definitely doesn't suck, but it definitely just kind of makes everything whiskey-ish. Well, better luck next time, I guess. I think maybe next episode's going to be uh, Femme. It's going to be part two, Butch Femme. Or it's going to be part two, Female Sexuality. Um, we definitely need a part two of Female Sexuality. We definitely need a part two of Femme. I'm not 100% sure what the focus of part two of female sexuality should even be. I kind of feel like it should just be like a how-to. Like a how-to-make-her-come guide. I don't know. It sounds fun to make, but it also sounds uh, like Pandora's box. Pun intended. Like, I, I just have no idea how to... Um, make a sort of episode about that that wouldn't end up pissing up, pissing off like half the world. Who cares? Yeah, I think I'll just do it. I'm gonna give like my own perspective on it. You know, like there's all sorts of there's all sorts of articles and stuff about this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say I think a lot of it is stupid bullshit. Uh, cause teenage, teenage Becky tried all that shit and teenage Becky, uh, did not have excellent results until teenage Becky was college Becky. Makes sense. Okay. Well, that's it. Ta-ta for now.